Hello, you are listening to the Treadweary Podcast, the audio arm of Treadweary.com, where we gather around the Word of God to hear what it is that God has done for us, so that we might receive from Him the gifts of His grace and mercy. Join Pastor Smee as we take a look at the text coming up for us with this following Sunday to hear what it is that God has to tell us and to open our hearts and our minds as we prepare to worship together. Morning Church, I hope you are doing well. Pastor Smee here coming to you again as we're taking a look at our text for this coming Sunday, for the fourth Sunday after the Epiphany. We did the the prayer of the day uh, yesterday, and now we head into our Old Testament reading, our our first lesson. Uh, But before we do that, as is our custom as usual, we open up uh, the text with pray, by, by praying a psalm. And, and as I say that, I, I mean it, praying a psalm. As we, as we uh, take the words that are given to us in the scriptures in the book of Psalms, the prayer book of the church, and we take it and make it our own, make it our own petition to God as we pray it. So let us calm our hearts and our minds. Father, and the Son, of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Psalm 46. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore we will not fear, though the earth should change, though the mountains shake in the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble with its tumult. There's a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of the city, it shall not be moved. God will help it when the morning dawns. The nations are in an uproar, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us, the God of Jacob is our refuge. Come behold the works of the Lord. See what desolations he has brought on the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow, he shatters the spear, he burns the shields with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Well, this psalm contains part of... of the, one of the verses that we all love, right? To be still and know that I am God, uh, calling for us to be still, right? Which is, which is very hard for some of us to actually be still, to take that seriously. But even more so, it's this proclamation to us that we're not God, right? Where it says, be still and know that I am God. I am exalted among the nations. I am exalted in the earth. The declaration of who is in charge. And it's not us. It's God, and this God is one who is compassionate, as we heard from our prayer, and we will hear again as we pray that prayer of the day together. Well, our Old Testament reading, our first lesson, comes from Deuteronomy chapter 18, verses 15 through 20. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from among your own people. You shall heed such a prophet. This is what you requested of the Lord your God at Horeb 
on the day of the assembly when he said, If I hear the voice of the Lord my God any more or ever again see this great fire, I will die. Then the Lord replied to me, They are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words that the prophet shall speak in my name, I myself will hold accountable. But any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods, or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. This text is a very important text for us because, uh, for instance, it's the text that people are thinking of when they ask John the Baptist, well, are you the prophet? Back when they're trying to find out, well, are you the Messiah? No. Well, are you Elijah? No. Well, are you the prophet? No. Well, this is where they're, they're looking. And here Moses is saying that, that God is going to raise up a prophet from among you. And you need to listen to him. You need to heed what he has to say. You need to pay attention. And, and, and part of what he, he, he does this for, the reason why he does this, is, is because when, when God was speaking to them and, and from the mountain, from the holy mountain, uh, where they received the Ten Commandments and all those things, they were terrified. They were freaking out. By, by everything that was happening. They were, they were scared to speak with this God. And so God said, okay, I will send you a prophet. I'm, I'm going to give you somebody with physical lips who is going to speak, that you're going to see their mouth moving and you're going to hear noises and they're going to go in your ears and that is going to be my word and it's going to do something physically, purposefully. And so in part, this is a... a, a declaration by Moses and by God to say that there are going to be prophets that are going to come to you that you need to listen to. And then you read the whole history of, of the Israelites and you discover they did not do this very well, did they? Not, not very well with any of the prophets whatsoever. They, they basically would only listen to them if they would tell them what they wanted to hear. And so you have all these prophets, everybody from Isaiah to Elijah to to Daniel, to whoever. And it didn't go well with them. But then also, besides that, is this, this prophecy that we assume as Christians, as Lutherans, that it's a prophecy of Christ. That part of the reason why we hold the Israelites so dearly, the Jewish people so dearly, is because Christ is born as a Jew. And he's born into this family. And he's raised up in the, in the, in the same uh, people as that of Moses. Raised up as an Israelite. As, as one who is part of this, this lineage. And he is this one who comes to speak, quite literally being the word of God. That's what we're told about this Christ, this Jesus. That he is the incarnate word of God. That he is, he is God's sermon with skin on. God's sermon with flesh and blood and tears, that, that, that God's word, the word that the same word that spoke in Genesis 1, saying, let there be light, and there was light, speaking and life came into being. So too is this Christ who comes, who, who uh, makes it very clear many times that he heals people without even touching them. He just speaks and it happens which is a picture of this God that we serve, whose word has power, who, whose word has meaning, and it's something we're supposed to hold on to, that we're supposed to listen 
too, because it has power over us and it has power in us. And so here we have Moses declaring this as, as something that we are going to hold on to, that uh, you know, even God says they are right in what they have said. I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their own people. I will put my words in the mouth of the prophet who shall speak to them everything that I command. Anyone who does not heed the words of the prophet shall speak in my name. I myself will hold accountable. This goes for both uh, prophets of the Old Testament. It goes for John the Baptist. It goes for Jesus. It even goes for, for myself as a pastor uh, because I should be held accountable to verse 20, right? Because verse 20, that last verse, but any prophet who speaks in the name of other gods or who presumes to speak in my name a word that I have not commanded the prophet to speak, that prophet shall die. Sort of this dangerous thing for us as pastors that we're supposed to be getting up and, and first we read from the scriptures and then we're supposed to preach a sermon. We're supposed to proclaim something to you that we feel God has put on our hearts to speak to you. To, to bring freedom in the gospel to you. And we have to be careful because we may get up and start speaking something that we think is that. And it ends up not being that. And so, so there's also this warning. There's this, this glorious prophecy here of what God is doing in Christ and his sending of Christ. But there's also this warning to false prophets, to false pastors, to to, to pastors, uh, you know, like myself, I read it and I go, wow, I have a very, very important job and a job that I cannot take lightly. Well, let us pray. Compassionate God, you gather the whole universe into your radiant presence and continually reveal your Son as our Savior. Bring wholeness to all that is broken and speak truth to us in our confusion that all creation will see and know your Son, Jesus Christ, our Savior and Lord. Amen. And that is our prayer, that we might be able to, to see and know Christ more clearly each day. We'll go in peace, serve the Lord. We'll see you tomorrow.